Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Knight, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. <coughs> All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. <coughs> one whistle. We're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We're in a flower. Today's story is called Thumbelina. There was once a woman who wished and wished for a child, but her wishes never seemed to amount to much. So she decided to go talk to a fairy, who told her that having a child could be achieved easily enough with some magic. Here is a seed, the fairy said to the woman. It is not an ordinary seed. Put it into a flower pot and see what happens. Thank you, thank you, exclaimed the woman. Then she went straight home, all excited, and planted the seed as instructed. A large, handsome flower soon grew, somewhat like a tulip in appearance, but with its leaves tightly closed, as if it were still a bud. It is a beautiful flower, said the woman, and she kissed the red and golden-colored petals, and as she did so, the flower opened fully, and she could see that it was a real tulip. But within the flower, upon the green velvet stem, and sat a very delicate and graceful little girl. She was scarcely half as long as a thumb, and so the woman gave her the name of Thumbelina. Thumbelina may have been small, but the woman loved her in a big way. A walnut shell, elegantly polished, served as Thumbelina's cradle. Her bed was formed of blue-violet leaves, with a rose leaf for a counterpane. Here she slept at night, but during the day she amused herself on a table where the woman had placed a plate full of water. 
Around this plate were wreaths of flowers with their stems in the water, and upon it floated a large tulip leaf, which served as a little boat for Thumbelina. What fun she had! Thumbelina rowed herself from side to side on the plate, with two oars made of toothpicks. Thumbelina could also sing so softly and sweetly that nothing like her singing had ever before been heard. One night, while she lay happily in her pretty bed, a large, ugly, wet toad crept through a broken pane of glass in the window and leapt right upon the table where Thumbelina lay sleeping under her rose-leaf quilt. What a pretty little wife this girl would make for my son, said the toad. And she took up the walnut shell in which Thumbelina lay asleep and jumped through the window with it into the garden. In the swampy garden pond, the toad lived with her son. He was even uglier than his mother, and when he saw the pretty maiden in her elegant bed, he could only cry, Croak, croak, croak. Don't speak so loud or she will wake, said the toad. Ribbit, and then she might run away, for she is as light as a feather. We will place her on one of the water lily leaves out in the stream. It will be like an island to her, she is so light and small, and then she cannot escape. And while she is there, we will make haste and prepare the stateroom under the mush, Ribbit, where you two can live when you are married, croak. Far out in the stream grew a number of water lilies with broad green leaves, which seemed to float on the top of the water. The largest of these leaves appeared farther off than the rest, and so the old, scheming toad swam out to it with the walnut shell in which Thumbelina still lay asleep. Thumbelina woke very early in the morning and began to cry bitterly when she found where she was, for she could see nothing but water on every side of the large green leaf and no way of reaching the land. Meanwhile, the old toad was very busy under the marsh, decking her room with rushes and yellow wildflowers to make it look pretty for her new daughter-in-law. Then she swam out with her ugly son to the leaf on which she'd placed poor Thumbelina. The old toad bowed low to Thumbelina in the water and said, Croak, here is my son. He will be your husband, Croak Ribbit, and you will live happily together in the marsh by the stream. Croak, 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 was all her son could say for himself. But Thumbelina just wept and wept. Oh, she could not bear to think of living with the old toad and having her ugly toad son for a husband. The little fishes who swam about in the water beneath had seen the toad and heard what she'd said. So now they lifted their heads above the water to look at the little maiden. As soon as they caught sight of Thumbelina, they saw she was very pretty and very kind, and it vexed them to think that she must go and live with the ugly toads who had so selfishly kidnapped her. No, it must never be, they declared. So the fish gathered together in the water, around the green stalk which held the leaf on which Thumbelina stood, and nodded away at the root with their teeth. Then the leaf floated down the stream, carrying Thumbelina far away from the toad situation, but also quite a lot further away from any land. Thumbelina sailed past many towns, and the little birds in the bushes saw her and sang, Oh, what a lovely little creature! A graceful little white butterfly constantly fluttered around her and at last alighted on the leaf. Thumbelina pleased him and she was glad of it, for now the toad could not possibly reach her, and the country through which she sailed was beautiful and the sun shone upon the water until it glittered like liquid gold. Her spirits soared. 
Thumbelina took off her hair ribbon and tied one end of it around her butterfly friend, fastening the other end of the ribbon to the leaf, which now glided on much faster than before, taking Thumbelina with it as she stood. Soon, a large beetle flew by. The moment he caught sight of Thumbelina, he seized her with his claws and flew with her into a tree. The green leaf floated away on the brook, and the butterfly flew with it for he was fastened to it and could not get away in time to help his friend Thumbelina. Oh, how frightened Thumbelina felt when the beetle flew with her to the tree! He seated himself by her side on a large green leaf, gave her some honey from the flowers to eat, and told her she was very pretty, though not in the least like any beetle he'd ever seen before. After a time, all the beetles who lived in the tree came by to pay Thumbelina a visit. They stared at her, and then the young lady beetles turned up their feelers and said, Oh, she only has two legs! How ugly that looks! So after that, none of the beetles would have anything more to do with Thumbelina. The beetle who had grabbed her in the first place flew down with her from the tree and placed her on a daisy, and she wept at the thought that she was so ugly that even the beetles would have nothing to say to her. And all the while, she really was the loveliest creature that one could imagine. Beetles can be quite silly and rude. Poor little Thumbelina now had no choice but to live quite alone in the wide forest. She wove herself a bed with blades of grass and hung it up under a broad leaf to protect herself from the rain. She sucked the honey from the flowers for food and drank the dew from their leaves every morning. So passed away the summer and the autumn, and then came the winter, the long, cold winter. All the birds who had sung to Thumbelina so sweetly had flown away, and the trees and the flowers had withered. The large shamrock under the shelter of which she had lived was now rolled together and shriveled up. Nothing remained but a yellow, withered stalk. Thumbelina felt dreadfully cold, for her clothes were torn, and she herself was so frail and delicate that she was nearly frozen to death. It began to snow, too, and the snowflakes, as they fell upon her, were like a whole shovelful falling upon one of us, for we are tall as people, but she was only an inch high. She wrapped herself in a dry leaf, but it cracked in the middle and could not keep her warm, and Thumbelina shivered and shivered with cold. Thumbelina decided to look around and try to find any other forest creature who could help her to survive the winter. She came at last to the door of a field mouse, who had a little den. The field mouse lived there in warmth and comfort, with a whole room full of dried vegetables and fruits to nibble on. Poor Thumbelina stood before the door just like a little beggar girl, and asked for something to eat, for she had been without a meal now for two whole days. "'You poor little creature,' said the field mouse, for she really was a good old mouse, mostly. "'Come into my warm room and dine with me.' She was pleased with Thumbelina, so she said, "'You are quite welcome to stay with me all the winter, if you like, "'but you must keep my rooms clean and neat and tell me stories, "'for I like to hear stories very much.' And Thumbelina did all that the field mouse asked of her, and found herself very comfortable indeed. <coughs> Are you having fun with Thumbelina? Yes? Then let's continue the adventure with Thumbelina on the next Story Train ride. See you next time! Go Kid Go!
Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.